Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. Well, we're moving on up to the east side to a deluxe distillery in the sky. Okay, yeah, we're talking about Jefferson's today and do our best not to make references to 70 sitcoms. That seems unlikely, but what does seem likely is that we'll have a drink. Have a drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. It's all four of us. It is. And half of us are in the same locations as the others. <laughs> it's a half and half this time. Yeah, sorry I was gone last episode. I had been sick for the last two and a half weeks from whatever the child brought home from daycare. Two weeks, you say. 14 days of being sick. Hmm. <laughs> uh, you had your shots. Two weeks. Two weeks. We have. Uh, I no, had my shots and still wore a mask everywhere when I did have to go out anyways because I was just the congestion. I was like, I don't wish this on anybody. Yeah. I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, I, uh, Me and Casey were in a hotel room tonight. Oh, what uh, what Kinky. puts you two spry young gentlemen in a hotel together tonight? I don't think we're spry or young. Gentlemen is kind of pushing it, but... Uh, no, we were uh, at the... What was it, Casey? Craft Bash? Craft Bash. Uh, down in uh, uh, scenic Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, out in the Ville. Yeah, still there, actually, but, and there are the police sirens. Um, <laughs> That's how you know you're here. On cue, oh, it's like, <laughs> just waiting for him to burst through our door. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we were, uh, okay, well, someone was uh, uh, getting a good name for himself in uh, in beer today. Yeah, yep. how how did it go? We we saw a couple pictures that you sent us during the day of uh, the lines of people waiting to get Casey's beer. Mm, yeah, uh, went good. We had a pretty good uh, turnout. What I thought originally was going to be 600 people at the event turned into 2,000. So uh, we definitely were were barely prepared. I, I really want to make a joke that we had uh, we had but you know 
one half keg and three sixtals, and we made it stretch to to <laughs> to drink the multitudes. Needed some loaves in there. I yeah, gonna... I couldn't figure out how to get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, actually, we had almost just like the perfect amount. Yeah. Uh, I think only one. I was telling Brittany only one keg had maybe. I would guess like about like a quarter still in it. Yeah, it was pretty pretty much drank away. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we. Uh, I was up there giving him a hand, just uh, doing some pours, seeing some other people, grabbing you know grabbing a few drinks here and there. Uh, uh, friends of the show, Void Saki, were down there as well. Ah. Uh, they they brought a few of their their bottles and uh, they had for their special release uh, around like two ish they had the horchata come out. Ooh, it was gone within an hour. Oh, of course. <laughs> so it, to to say that the void was there. So what about their who was their seeming competition for becoming the first sake brewery? You, you know, I never actually got around to against the grain. Uh, I, I was, we stayed busy most of the day, but uh, we didn't. We ran out of line. It started at noon, and we had a full line until about fifteen till four. Wow! <laughs> like more than four or five people backed up line the whole time. Usually, we were ten to twenty deep. We. I assume one of our like mild lulls in the line was when Ethereal a few a few uh, tents down, to- uh, you know, tapped Baba. Well, yeah. Oh. I mean, what are you gonna do? I only heard that they had done that after it was tapped and gone. I was like, oh, they had Baba, and I'm just, I was like, I'd been pouring for hours. I didn't, I didn't know what happened. Uh, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was a fun, busy day. Uh, Going back and doing the the worst thing you could ever do, and looking at my the check ins oh. from people at our group. Oh. <clears throat> so I mean, we got good responses and everything all day long, but um, I'm looking at one here, and the guy gave us like four four and a quarter stars or bottle caps, but he also says very surprised at how good this one is. Why are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it was it the cider? It was the golly. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. I was going to assume it was if it was the cider, I would have understood because he'd be like, "Why is this so? Why is this so good? It's real good. It's cider. I didn't think it should be this good." The Gollies, I haven't had this version of it yet, but uh, I do have to say, Golly's, every version I've had has always been great. Gollies been Golly was great. Uh, that mosaic today though was my that was my pick. Anytime yeah. someone came up and was like, "Yeah, I want that uh, that mosaic there," I'm like. Yeah, you do. But yeah, you, Casey, don't you don't this. don't get hung up on those uh, untapped reviews. <laughs> that's, a, that's like a YouTube comment rabbit hole. The, the, yep. the number of people that came up to us and said, uh, not even just one of them, like several of them were their favorite beers of the whole thing. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, like... Their word of mouth kept dragging people over there. We were just like, Jesus. So yeah. it was like uh, that first year at the Alltech uh, event where we were the ones convincing people to go to Braxton's oh. booth. Yeah, yeah. Like we much, were hanging out like at the that. at the founders booth, and when as people were getting KBS, and we're going, "You like that? You got to go over there and try the Dark Charge." 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Braxton was down there. I didn't get anything from them. Yeah, I mean, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. We... And that's that's about all we will say about that. Um, Wooden Cask had mm. a wine spritzer that was delicious. I forgot that, yeah, they had a wine spritzer there, Worker, because uh, they do a lot of wine, and they do wine tastings out of the brewery. And because, I mean, they have, it's a full bar service there. And they'd yeah. been talking about it before. They weren't going to get into seltzers, mm-hmm. I guess, because he just couldn't bring himself to do it. But it's such a growing <laughs> segment so that I think the wine spritzers are where. Mm-hmm. It, a- it was good. Also, just the lager. Yeah. Good um, lager. When they open up their um, their location inside Newport and Levy, we should all totally go. Mm. It's open. Well, no, it's. I didn't think it was open. Yeah, yet. it's open now. Oh, okay. Well, well too late. <laughs> we, but we need to go. It's hard. Yeah. Wooden uh, cast doing great things. Uh, so any any surprises for you guys from uh, the craft bash? I don't think we got to explore that much. No, there's only maybe like four or five that I kind of remember like going to. There was some there was some good stuff that we had at most of them. Um, uh, who had there was one there was a uh, there was a cider that wasn't yours that was that I thought was really good. Uh, Wise Bird had some good ciders, and so did um, Pivot. Pivot, yeah. I would Which, expect them to, yeah. Pivot, Pivot having good ciders is like <laughs> saying you know water is wet. Yeah. Is that the place that we were at for like Laura's thing? Yeah. Yes. Time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think Pivot's the one that we did. Uh, we did the uh, uh, the beer run for them because they were like, "Oh, we can't get down there. Can you bring us some of your beer?" We're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we tossed them a few blonde ales. <laughs> I gotta say, I like this. I liked their story of you know, they just wanted to focus solely on ciders and then discovered sourcing apples year round is a problem. <laughs> Yeah, like, and geez, so like, well, you... we got to do beer too, and that's when we were there. And I had a double IPA when I was there. I was like, well, this double IPA is flipping killer. So yeah, good, good job on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and that was Brewer Dude had a really good double IPA. Yeah, yeah, that was there. Of course, they was... brew in like five gallon batches, so whatever you get <laughs> in that keg, it's that's it. <laughs> Super exclusive. Yeah. Because they're primarily a homebrew store, and they just brew their brewery so they can show off their recipe kits. Yeah. I mean, it's a good recipe. <laughs> no, a couple yeah, of places yeah. like that around Cincinnati, so it's all right. So we're slightly burnt, a little toasted for the wear, and... Uh, uh, my legs are tired. I'll, I'll, I'll be hitting the pool about 9 a.m., uh, I will be sleeping. Uh, I, I say that I can't sleep it anymore. I've become old. Uh, right there with you. Right. I get well, up. Uh, well, what we'll be doing right now, I guess, is slipping into our topic. Been on that truck. Been on that truck. Been on that truck. 
surprisingly, <laughs> after today, we're not that drunk. Um, I've this is the like tonight is the or today. I've not been. I've not had a drink hardly of alcohol. I'll say I've not had a real drink of alcohol in like three weeks until today. Yeah, because I was. I've been so congested, sick, and just like pumping myself full of so much Sudafed, and I was like, you know, it's probably not good to drink <laughs> with this much Sudafed in you. So I was like, I, I, I won't. Sudafed. <laughs> yeah. Today we are talking about Jefferson's bourbon, uh, not the Jeffersons, but <laughs> oh, Jeffersons. That would have been probably great. Like, <laughs> <sighs> I haven't watched the Jeffersons in years, but George part and Weezy on the bottle. Yeah, I was gonna say. I've, oh God! Can that happen? Right, like that would be a great. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, Jefferson's bourbon is a Louisville, Kentucky-based uh, bourbon whiskey. Huh, Casey, that's a... Uh, that's where we that's are. That's timely. Hmm. I would like to say it's like we planned that, but... No. No. Uh, Jefferson's was created in 1997. <laughs> ah, the far-off year of 1997. Uh, you want to pull that joke? You realize this week... It is, actually. Conan... That was, did, yeah. It retired, like he he quit uh, the show. Oh, you know, quit. Yeah, he he said he's not doing it. late night anymore. Yeah, uh, which I did almost as I looked at 1997. Go in the year 2000. And I've seen uh, like it killed me to see people doing articles with Andy Richter as like a retrospect of Conan, and I'm just like, what? And then seeing a picture of Andy now and going, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> he, because he like Drew carried it, like lost a ton of weight, and just like completely changed himself. And he was like, "Wow, I mean, good on you, but I can't recognize you." Uh, it's a uh, yeah, uh, unrelated to our topic. You should watch some of those last week interviews he had. And I saw uh, clips of the him of... smoking weed with Seth Rogen. <laughs> Rogen, yeah, that was a. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, nineteen ninety seven when I got started by Trey. Zoller, I came real close to saying Zoolander, uh, <laughs> and his father Chet, a famed bourbon historian. Uh, they were continuing a family whiskey tradition that goes back to Trey's uh, eighth-generation grandmother, who was arrested in 1799 for the quote production and sales of spiritous liquors. Why spiritus was it liquors- not? Why was it not called 1799 or named after his grandmother? Come on. <laughs> I was just going to say, though, the, the pr- production of sales of spiritous liquors. I'm like, what What other kind of liquors do you have? I mean. <laughs> uh, that just makes it sound like there's ghosts in them. <laughs> I mean, rubbing alcohol. Liquor. This liquor is haunted. <laughs> I think I liquor basically just meant any any liquid. liquid. Probably. Like you've got it probably chocolate actually- liquor. It probably actually said liquid, but because they were writing with a feather, uh, like just not all of the ink got there. That's... Sure. We'll go with anyway. that. Uh, Trey and his father found a, com- uh, found a company called McLean and Ki- uh, Kine. Uh, Yippee-ki-yay, I suppose. Named after their past relatives, including the aforementioned grandmother. 
So they had that idea. It still wasn't a very good one. <laughs> uh, including the uh, yeah, uh, the company was purchased by Castle Brands in 2005. When asked about the name Jeffersons, Zolander said, "I have uh, no marketing budget. I simply wanted a recognizable face associated uh, with history and tradition." <laughs> there you go. Honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jefferson's everyone knows the brand, name. <laughs> yeah. Jefferson's brand was initially applied to exclusively to bourbon distilled by other companies. Uh, the brand began with Jefferson's Reserve, then expanded with the addition of Jefferson's Presidential uh, Select and Jefferson's Small Batch. Uh, Jefferson's now produces several varieties of bourbon and rye, including some limited offerings. Uh, in June 2015, Castle Brands announced a 20% purchase of Copperhead Distillery Co uh, Company, which owns and operates Kentucky Artisan Distillery. It later acquired Kentucky Artisan Distillery in Crestwood, Kentucky in, uh, in 2017. 25% of Jefferson's barrels warehoused for aging were produced there. The other 75% are produced by independent distilleries. So, I have... I, I'm willing to bet this probably still didn't even come from from one of the barrels from one of those locations. Like, Very likely. I mean... Just on the odds, even if the location is like, oh, yeah, it'll be – no. Mm. Or a blend. Mm -hmm. Well, in 2019, Castle Brands was purchased by Bernard, Bernard Richard, uh, a spirits giant normally known uh, in whiskey circles for ownership of select group of Scotch, Irish, and American whiskeys. Uh, well, they're distilleries and their brands anyway. <laughs> the Jefferson brand serves uh, as the major piece in a – to, uh, $223 million acquisition. So still not even really a ballast point. Hmm. No. No. But uh, that's nothing to sneeze at, though. <laughs> no. <clears throat> Indeed not. Um, before we move on to the next section, since we neglected to do a shout-out to the news episode, wanted to do a like quick thing you should look up uh so last month the founder of flying dog brewing died mm -hmm. and just google it and look at his bio and just be amazed it's one of those things where you're like <laughs> really <laughs> yeah like dude look, it, lived a crazy life anyone who gets to pal around with hunter s thompson is probably having a having a crazy time because <laughs> yeah when it's like Oh, how did you spend your 40s? I mean, me and Hunter S. Thompson had a lot of dynamite and time on our hands, so... <laughs> As you do. I mean, we've all been there. Right. All right. So, Deep Sea Bourbon. Let's get what they're probably most known for. Hmm. Uh, in Under 20... the sea. Under <laughs> the sea. Oh, that would have been a great transition. It. <laughs> uh, it would have... It would have look, probably oh, some kind of claim. We're not about to get on a Disney's... Yeah, no. In 2012, uh, Jefferson's Bourbon founder and master blender Trey Zoller partnered with Osearch. That's what I've been saying. With the C. Yeah. Uh, founder Chris Fisher. Osearch is a globally recognized nonprofit Osearch. dedicated to the study and tracking of keystone marine species such as great white sharks and tiger sharks. I think they just really like sharks. They watch Jaws a lot. You go in a cage. Cage goes in the water. Sharks in the water. Good water. Our shark. 
uh, with the idea that constant movement of the liquid in the barrels uh, ages the whiskey faster, you know, taking that Metallica approach of sound aging the whiskey. Uh, but because more liquid is... In- <laughs> sound aging it with ocean sounds. It's really just like they wanted a nap time for their whiskey. <laughs> more of the liquid is in contact with the wood more often. Uh, Zoller strapped five barrels of Jefferson's bourbon to the MVO search, a 126-foot vessel powered by Caterpillar engines that serves as O-Search's mothership and at-sea laboratory. See, that, that kind of takes some of the romance out of this that I thought was going yeah. on. Because, you know, it. all of us are picturing, like, they're chartering some, yeah. like, recreation of historical vessel. And No, no what, I'm, what I'm picturing is they, they go up to a guy who goes, like, you all know me. You know how I make my money. <laughs> also, I had to change the thing that was, because I had to change that sentence, because it originally, like, the... I, I think it was the main article from their site or something like that said cat powered and I had to pause and be like <laughs> caterpillar the company got it I would I would be so happy would you Casey that these cats are underwater trying to like little cats in scuba gear trying to like swim I'm thinking cat sized hamster wheels <laughs> I mean there, oh yeah, there is that big thing that like I forget the name of it, but essentially that. So right? you all are focused yeah. on that, and I'm just mad I wasn't quick enough to be on the Jaws references to just insert <laughs> to be like, uh, so Zoller strapped five barrels of Jefferson's bourbon. All right. To the Orca, a 126 <laughs> fishing vessel. I don't want to go home. Sorry. Boom, uh, boom, boom. <laughs> Look, the fourth is coming up, and this is like prime Jaws watching time. Yeah. Look, we, it's it's one of the greatest movies ever made. If you've not seen it, you need to I, watch it. I I have now, <laughs> and it is great. All right, the barrels on board the ship crossed through the Panama Canal six times and the equator at least four times. Zoller said of the result, the liquid was black, almost syrupy. The sugars had caramelized. It was fantastic. <laughs> fantastic seems like, I mean, I guess the science is fantastic. The, like if you're into that, you know. <laughs> the four-year experiment revealed that temperature fluctuations, saltwater air exposure, and constant motion of the ship created a unique, unique flavor profile for the bourbon. Due to these conditions, Jefferson's describes the result as a dark bourbon with caramel flavors reminiscent of dark rum and a briny, savory flavor due to the saltwater air that resembles an Isla Scotch. I'm just saying that Mm. description does not sound bad. (laughs) I'm just confused by briny bourbon. It's whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, if you want to get that, like, Isla flavor into a bourbon... Yeah, you gotta have some <clears throat> yeah. weird... Sh- Salt's gotta stuff. come into the equation at some point. Oh, it, it definitely tastes salty. Um, I've well, had Jim, a couple Jim of the these. Jim saying it's not that dominant, so... I, mm. I guess, it's, it, I mean, it, everything's, you know, subjective. 
But I mean, when you're talking about a traditional bourbon that you don't get salt in at all, and then mm. you you taste that and then lick your lips, you definitely get salt like residuals. Hmm. I'm intrigued. I'd like to try it at least. But... So it's not like a Milton situation. They're like there were large grains of salt on the glass. <laughs> I said no, no salt, no salt. <laughs> It's not a, a margarita glass type of situation. <laughs> I'll burn the distillery down. <laughs> All right. Following the successes or the success of the initial release, Jefferson grew the Ocean product line beyond its humble three-barrel beginnings. Now, Jefferson's commercialized the process by shipping hundreds of barrels around the world. With the increased volume, Jefferson's makes periodic releases of Ocean bourbon. And some bars and high-end liquor stores even carry single-barrel selections, uh, including some cask-strength releases. Currently, oh. the MV Osearch is carrying four barrels of Jefferson's bourbon and embarks on seasonal expeditions to gather mm. data on the ecology, physiology, and behavior of sharks in the North Atlantic Ocean and to increase the sample size of the Great White, Sh- Great White Shark research. <laughs> so they only do Just- four barrels seasonally? No, I, I think what happens is that the the four barrels that they did first off are totally different from the ones that they do typically. Um, and so they've got like this, like, I don't know if they're on a, a barge or they're on like a shipping vessel and they just put them in a shipping container and let them go around the world. Hey, take this to China and then bring it back mm. or or kind of what their, their go-to is there. But I, I think the ones that are on the O-Search are different than the ones that you actually get because uh, i know it wasn't any darker than the the traditional bourbon that they had whenever i've had it before well i mean yeah that was the 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 experiment they went oh it's sludge i can't drink that but <laughs> this is fascinating data it sounded like it was pretty good from uh, uh when he described it as uh oh what was the it was like oh, intriguing the and, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, unless unless they're blending, but I don't think they're blending. I think it's actually they, every barrel that you get goes out. Every barrel you get. <laughs> I honestly was expecting it to be a blending. I think that's what I was thinking. They would just bring the four barrels back and then blend those with some of their regular yeah, stuff. I, I think we're missing uh, a very important question. What happens when one of these great white sharks gets a hold of this barrel? They get drunk. Get yeah, but uh, I mean, is it, are we seeing that reverse? Is that Jaws reference here yeah. now? So are they like, are they, are they shooting the sharks with the sharks uh, come? They they just they they chuck a barrel into its mouth. Like he's hooking. gonna kill us. We can't kill him. They're too few great whites, and so they like shoot the harpoon into the into the cast. It just starts pouring down the shark's mouth. And like, Smile, you son drunk. of a bitch. <laughs> You know, I was I was totally thinking like the flare into the barrel and then it explodes. But yeah. you know, yeah, I'm uh, not as creative. <laughs> I man, I was not expecting this to be as jaws heavy as it we was. should have seen it coming. Why. Like the Fourth of July is coming up, and this has a lot to do with uh, the uh, ocean. Not, so yeah, I mean, again. It makes sense now, but just <laughs> when I got up this morning, I was like, man, I'm not going to be talking about Jaws during the podcast today. <laughs> right. I mean, it's what I say most most Saturdays when I get up. <laughs> Look, today I talk about Jaws a lot. <sighs> All right. So um, Jefferson's has three 
kind of main line flavors or, or, or blends of whiskey that they put out there. Um, first off is their very small batch, which is their, I'm sure, their largest batch, um, <laughs> which is a blend of up to four hand-selected whiskeys to be approachable yet substantial. It's got a nose of brown sugar with a hint of citrus, a flavor of vanilla, peaches, and toffee, and a finish like delicate and warm honey. The Reserve bourbon uh, is, is, is an exemplification of the art of blending to deliver their most quintessential bourbon. Uh, the nose should be honey and nutmeg. Flavor is uh, caramel, toffee, and cinnamon with a finish of leather and tobacco. That's then, the one of course, I want to try. <laughs> Then, of course, the Ocean Aged at Sea brand um, aboard the deck of a ship barrels of Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon travel to 25 ports, five continents, and cross the equator two times. The bourbon is aged at the mercy of the sea. Uh, nose is notes of salted caramel popcorn and tropical pr- fruit. Uh, flavor is notes of salted caramel <laughs> popcorn and tropical fruit. It's not a one-trick pony, but you're going to get it all the way through. Uh, with a finish of warm and viscousness. And a hint of brininess. They said popcorn. I'm down. Mm-hmm. I was like salted caramel popcorn. You had me. I'm. I'm let's do this. Mm, no, Another no. Aside. I, don't car- I don't want caramel and popcorn. I- Another aside. Uh, off color. Uh, I think it's out now at the brew pub and around Chicago. Uh, beer for movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Is I can't. The- <laughs> no. Uh, but that they had to come out and say, and before you even ask, no, we didn't just add a bunch of diacetyl. <laughs> just all the better. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, there's nothing wrong with having a fat tire with your uh, with your uh, movie watching experience. If you got a bucket of popcorn, you're not gonna <clears throat> the butter's not gonna ruin your flavor. But they put uh, popcorn salt in it, and they use like movie theater popcorn grains. Mm. Okay. I mean, I'd try it. Like, they're whatever. They have a good track record. Off color kind of goes the extra mile. For, It'd be uh, really some, interesting. Some re- <laughs> really weird stuff. I guess that's why I love them so much. Because yeah. they're like, hey, what's this really weird beer style that literally no one on the planet is brewing? Let's resurrect it. <laughs> It'd why be not? interesting to go to the, the local movie theater there in Pikeville and uh, <laughs> ask for their leftover popcorn at the end of each night. And go back and brew a beer with that. There you go. It's a short walk from your new location. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, uh, looks like we've got another uh, another list here for the limited editions. Uh, <laughs> uh, not the not the extended editions, hmm. which you can see in theaters, <laughs> certain theaters. Uh, reserve. Uh, we have the reserve single barrel, as they say, our most quintessential bourbon at a higher proof to satisfy the thirst of a bigger, more robust reserve offering. Uh, nose is leather, humidor, and uh, sorghum or fried apple pie. So, I have never like seen leather or pop up so much humidor. I've never seen humidor, humidor pop a, up in the nose of something, but I get like it, we all know what a humidor like, smells, smells like. like yeah. Humidor. yeah, what? But and, leather and, and, and humidor, and usually when a whiskey is described as leathery, I'm usually checking out at that point. I'm like, <laughs> not gonna like it. 
Oh, see, I'm like, can I have some right now? Let's go yeah. get this. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm too afraid that uh, this whiskey was uh, it's gonna come at me with a chainsaw. Um, the flavor is a uh, cinnamon toast, toffee, and uh, brown sugar, and that the finish. Great. <laughs> the finish is a uh, long finish with a hint of spice, and I'm just picturing you get finished with it, you put it down, your eyes go glow blue as you as you've consumed. The spice. spice flows. Oh, you saw this. That's been, I haven't seen that. Sorry. That's been delayed again, right? That's yeah. not a great sign. But then no. again, it's a dude. It's a it's a Dune movie. It'll never come out. It'll come out, but we'll oh. all be like, we're all like, yeah. That, I think this was another like like that 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 book's unfilmable. Mm. Mm. That's at least as a movie. Um. Anyway, miniseries. <laughs> I mean, they did one. It was good. Well, like HBO, though. Yeah. Like. Anyway, we've got the ocean cask strength. It's as strong as the ocean. Mm. I think that's what that means, right? Yeah, that's the same thing. How about ocean cask strength? <laughs> uh, anyway, Jefferson's Ocean. <laughs> Just a weird... <laughs> uh, Jefferson's Ocean. He bought it himself. Uh... <laughs> Now bottled at 112 proof cask strength. This is the one, the version I would like to get. Huh. Mm. Cask strength of the ocean. The aroma, the nose on it sounds just fine. Well, you, what, Brittany? Does uh, uh, the aroma of cinnamon buns, orange zest, and burnt burnt sugar and marshmallow uh, sound sound appealing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it flipping does. <laughs> Well, the flavor is uh, thick notes of salted caramel, figs, and chocolate fudge. And uh, you finish with the accents of sweet mint. That's where they lost me. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Sweet mint. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got you by the sweet mints. All right, uh, moving on down this list, we got the Pritchard Hill finish. Start with our Jefferson's Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon and extra age it for 12 months in French oak casks that once held Pritchard Hill Cabernet Sauvignon. Has a nose of blackberry, black cherry, licorice, and dark chocolate. A flavor of fruits, dates, apricots, Cabernet, who'd have guessed it, and lemon. Uh, the finish is long, smoky, and oak tannins. I'm intrigued I, by this one. All I can think of with this though is like, man, that is a lot of uh, that is a lot of dark flavor in there. Mm. Yeah, I'm intrigued enough, but at the same time, like once you start mentioning cherries at all at any point, bourbon or not, I get nervous. <laughs> what if, what if it's cherries that have been soaked in bourbon? Hmm. Still, I. I fear she's afraid, the Tussin. She afra- <laughs> she's afraid everything, that even if it says cherry, they're like the cherries are literally floating in it. She's thinking they used cherry flavoring and it's going to taste like Robitussin. It's, it's straight Tussin. They used Tussin <laughs> you got, to flavor it. <laughs> you, they, you get it, you get a, you know, like a banana split or a, a sundae or something. And like they put the whipped cream on there and you're like, oh, it's perfect. And they come up, they put a single cherry, you go, Tussin. <laughs> That's not wrong. <laughs> We've That's got about a, uh, on point. 
We've got a flavor sample coming. I can't wait to try it. Um, it's sour cherry. And mm. so I'm wondering if this is going to be like Kool-Aid sour cherry type of flavor. Mm. Like it can't be a natural flavor. It is technically a I mean, natural flavor. Yeah. I Sorry. As I said, that's like, okay, hold on. That's not exactly what I meant. But it couldn't be something that's going to taste what like it's gonna taste like the artificial sour cherry that i'm thinking of i i would i that's what i'm expecting but there are like real cherries out there that, that i remember having as a little kid off of a, a local yeah. tree that mm. were sour cherries yeah. i mean yeah there the there are exceptions to everything as far those, as those weird tastes goes those uh those cherries have just expired <laughs> you you yeah. didn't check you didn't check the the best buy date on the trunk <laughs> I'd love to have those chairs again. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that's pretty good. But then also the one that's definitely not a natural flavor is cotton candy. And so we have that one on the way to taste as well. Uh, I'm just saying if you're this this tasting might as well just say Warhead. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, next up on our list we have, uh, I was interested in this one. I saw a bottle. Still couldn't bring myself to uh, purchase one. Uh, the Old Rum Cask Finish. A unique and delicious twin cask bourbon whiskey. So the second you said it becomes a twin cask, doesn't that make it not bourbon? Correct me if I'm wrong. It did its time becoming bourbon, and mm-hmm. then, then after it's become bourbon, you can do whatever you want to it. Then other things I happened. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's generally how that rule works, isn't it? Well, the law changed. Angels. Yeah, the law changed. They can. They just have to. They can still call it bourbon, but they have to spe- like explicitly state on the bottle that it was aged in something else after. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's how Angel's Envy runs. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're they're bourbon that's aged in sherry or I don't know what their casks yeah. are, but but yeah. So uh, the nose is a strong rum influence. Who have guessed with molasses banana. And mm. crusty sourdough. Hmm. I mean, none, of none, of, none of this, none of this seems like what should be in in whiskey. <laughs> the rum is kind of fine, but all of them look like, like banana and sourdough. In, I mean, okay, I'm here. For I'll it. try it. I don't care. All right. Well, uh, that's that's the nose. The flavor is going to oh be bourbon God. notes with caramel corn, cinnamon, chocolate Ugh. ganache, and vanilla. Yes. Caramel corn sucks. Yes. <gasps> I love caramel corn. <laughs> the only candy worse than caramel corn from Halloween is the wax lips. No, no, no. Not candy corn. Caramel corn. Oh, caramel corn. Okay. You're good like... there. Still against it. Candy corn is just honey. Like, it's, just, it's just honey yeah. candy. Yeah. No, caramel uh, corn is delicious, and especially in a Chicago mix. Of oh, popcorn. the Chicago mix, just delicious. <laughs> it's the it's the cheese corn cheese. with caramel corn and a little bit of spice thrown <laughs> on it. Mm. Mm. All right, so the finish is a strong rum influence with molasses, banana, and crusty sourdough. I'm I'm very intrigued by that one, honestly. <laughs> like, I it just sounds so wacky. I'm just like, yeah, okay, I like all those flavors. Uh, well, next up is the twin oak. So this is the custom-designed wave barrel. Uh, it creates an innovative and unique environment to finish fully mature Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. So the Wait. nose, um, <laughs> the aroma is with is thick with wood, as you might expect. 
And notes of vanilla and butterscotch over cinnamon apple tart. Man, that's specific. Um, <laughs> the flavor. Not over. Yeah. Over. What if it was instead uh, the nose had a, uh, it was on the head of a, a cinnamon toast crunch? Let's still okay. like, be super excited. Like, CT crunch? Everyone would be fine. Uh, the flavor. On the tongue, you'll find classic baking spices up front, followed by notes of roasted almonds, sweet bell pepper, fresh wood, mm. and a hint of apple. Wow. Uh, the finish is a medium length with a lingering spice. That one sounds interesting, too. I don't know. Like All these all honestly sound like, yes, I like bourbon, and I'll take those as well. Uh, so finally, uh, in this bit, the chef's collaboration... So um, I, I don't know. I don't think they actually sell this one anymore, but it was still on their site. But this combination of bourbon and rye is a perfect combination of fruit flavors up front and the spice of the rye at the end. So the nose is cherry and oak aromas and a hint of raw rye spices in the background. The flavor is fruity, soft and smooth with peaches and buttery oak notes and a lot of rye in the heart. And then it finishes spicy and warm uh, with rye being the backbone. I mean, I feel like rye would kind of, is going to like overpower if you put it on top of bourbon, which I, I, yeah, not a problem. It's just, I feel like it, the, the rye is going to shine through in that more than, I don't know. Oh, okay. Jim in the chat is saying that the twin oak was spectacular. Uh, I'm not saying it wouldn't it. be good. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, no. I just it's interesting to I don't know that many people who have had the Jeffersons anything. So, yeah. um to hear any opinions on on some of it is is nice. It, it so you mix bourbon and rye together. You basically get a high rye bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> like you could do this from the beginning. Mhm. <laughs> could have could have done this without all the extra, like, yeah. special fancy casks. Yeah. I mean, well, the casks, yeah. put the casks in there. But, like, the fact that you could start with a grain bill that's got more rye in it. Yeah. Just thought. Um, 40, 49% rye, 51% <laughs> corn. Corn. <laughs> and some chemical in there to, to break everything down. Yeah. yeah. A little alpha amylase. Um so uh, rye cognac finish is next up on the board. Uh, a straight rye whiskey finished in a hand-selected cognac cask. I want to be the person to hand-select them because that means they yeah. probably go to France. No, I want I want it done by dogs. <laughs> well, I mean, why not? There, someone does it, right? We, we did a news story on that a couple oh, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we did. That, no, that was... Eric. Uh, scotch barrels. Something with scotch. To get yeah, checked but like, for infection. Right. That's oh, that's how, beautiful. Right? Because the dogs <laughs> are trained to sniff out infected barrels so they can sniff, <laughs> they can find the infection before you even taste it. Just saying, think of think of that as like your, your part of your sorting mm. process. Like, all right, go be a good boy. <laughs> we need dogs in all breweries, not only just pet. But, like, as part of the QC team. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have any dags. Uh, no. No. No dags. Dags? Um, <laughs> oh, dogs. Yeah, I like dags. 
So uh, rye cognac finish is supposed to have a nose of cinnamon and honey, a uh, flavor of spice, nutmeg, and citrus, and a finish with that is extremely long with oranges and honey. Um, the Ocean Weeded Bourbon is the only weeded bourbon that they have in their portfolio. The nose is butterscotch, vanilla bean, and a pop of caramel. Flavor is toasted caramel, allspice, white pepper, and slight sea salt. The finish is long with oak and hints of nutmeg, pecans, and sourdough bread. Is it pecans or pecans at that point? Pecans. (laughs) That one sounds very interesting as well. Uh, And then lastly is the Manhattan. Uh, Perfectly finished, perfectly balanced, the perfect Manhattan. This one sounds like a a mixer or a mixed version. Yeah. Uh, Dark cherries on the nose, candied fruit, nutmeg, dried cranberry flavor is uh, brown sugar, cherry pie, allspice. Refined with hints of spice and sweetness in the finish. Subtle uh, undertones of herbs, pop from the bitters, and barrel aging. So yeah, definitely a, a mixed bourbon drink. That's actually least, the the cheapest one that they sell. Yeah, I mean it's still like thirty bucks, but well, I honestly the bottle looks pretty cool. For the, an actual like their actual cheapest bourbon is the very small batch, which is I still find funny because like this is the very small batch, and it's like that's actually your most readily available one. <laughs> <laughs> you make so much of this. <laughs> uh. All right, well. Uh, some of, so I think some of us are on cue on uh, style choices here. So uh, what yeah. are we drinking? Drink with me, friend. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I am drinking. Uh, so we were. I, I would have liked to drink to style, but like we also couldn't warrant like we've never tried this before let's buy a whole like $80 bottle no, I can't sorry I, no I'm not putting another bottle on that shelf right now I've, yeah. we've got to get some bottles I haven't drank anything in three weeks it's like no yeah there's just a mass amount of drinking that needs to be caught up on and I, I can't in good conscience put another bottle on that shelf right now yeah so uh I am drinking Twitter talk <laughs> yeah <laughs> This is a street side brewing. The shelf brewing. can't take it, Casey. <laughs> it literally, literally can't. It might fall. Um, and then we're a little concerned. Uh, the other day, Emmett threw like a ball, and and we heard the glass sound, and we're like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, you a, come out. Problem. Emmett's fine. He's just like covered in alcohol, licking his lips. Going, <laughs> we're good. Mm. <laughs> he he would. He would go. Mm, mm. <laughs> uh, so this is uh the. I'm gonna hold this up, but I think the blur's on, so you can't see. But yeah, it looks blurry. Yeah, okay. Like the it's giant phallus on the can. Nice. Uh, but this is, this is that it, Back to it, the Future, um, also kind of Terminator situation. Yeah. It's called Time is a Flat Circle. It is a bourbon barrel aged Imperial Stout. Uh, this is in collab. This is street side brewing, but in collaboration with Braxton Labs. Uh, mm. Not to be, you know slightly different from actual just Braxton brewing um, the the part of Braxton that actually consistently like makes, makes pretty good things. stuff yeah yeah um it's a 12.6 percent ABV um it's just a really good beer honestly uh it's not it's kind of thin um for a stout but uh it's really really good I've um, got to say though that has been something I've been liking 
that's been coming out of the community recently. Like some people, a lot of people just want thick syrupy stuff. Yeah, it's not syrupy, but it's also not like lactose or. Yeah, you know, and that's. Not, yeah. I had a sip of yours and I really liked it. And then also, um, what's the other one? Doesn't uh, from Street Side as well, the uh, apple brandy barrel Demogorgon mm-hmm. isn't oh, as okay. thick as they did it before and it's not as like a burden to your palate. As some of like <laughs> they redid the coconut one, and it's just like you're pouring, it's kind of nuts, you're yeah. just pouring coconut syrup Coconuts. on your tongue, and you're just like, oh my god, this is just too much. But the apple brandy one they did is like it's much lighter, and the flavor still pops with it being a little bit lighter, and it's just so much better. I'm like, I need stouts to not be a burden on me. Okay, so the the actual full description of this, sorry, that's the the style is the bourbon barrel aged stout. But um, this is uh, Imperial Stout with cinnamon, coconut, and marshmallow. Um, <laughs> none of those yeah. really like outweigh the other. Like <laughs> I don't know, drink, no, like it's... drinking it. It's uh, um, what am I trying to say? So like, it, I I wasn't like cinnamon. You know, like n- nothing really is like crazy in that description. I... I had that a uh, few weeks back. I can't remember if it was like during the news show or just on my own drinking. It mm. it was it was real good. Recreational yeah. drinking? <laughs> yeah, the the devil you say. Yeah. <laughs> drinking that's not work related? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh yeah, look it's 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 quite good. Um uh, yeah, it's it's probably the first um, uh, stout that I've had that's got all those flavors going on, but like, isn't uh, I don't know. Is it, try- is it trying to impress you with it? Yeah, like it's it's like normally you'd be like, hey, there's coconut, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, that's not happening with this one, and it's kind of nice. <laughs> normally you'd you'd take a drink and then you'd get like you'd, you'd kind of cough a bit, and then a whole coconut would come out of your mouth, and like, yeah, there's there's some <laughs> coconut in this. So to, to say about that, so the the joke that came out of Listerman because the Ray Ray's release they did last year, more than half of the beers for that is like of six beers, four of them were a coconut and something else flavored. Yeah. So the joke became when they, they did a joke one in there when they're like, and the final release is it was just called literal. It was a, a whole ass coconut. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they showed it and it was lit. They, someone literally took a coconut and put a Listerman <laughs> label over it. <laughs> no. And it was, like they did it and everyone's like, yeah, that's pretty funny. So now yeah. they're actually releasing a beer. That's a whole ass coconut. That's coconut. <laughs> Of course, it should be it should be served in uh like half coconuts. In the yeah yeah that's like a requirement, right? I don't know. Th- that would be great, but Listerman's going through some weird growing Stuff. pains at the moment. Now that they <laughs> they no longer have a, a yeah. general manager and they're down a head brewer, and I'm Listerman's going through. They're going through Listerman. some stuff. <laughs> Leave Listerman alone. Hey, no. Dan got his playground out of it, out of everything that's happened to them. And I'm like, you know what? He deserves a place because I know he wanted like a traditional Bavarian beer hall basically Mm -hmm. to entertain his friends and guests. And it never came to fruition, but they've got something akin to it. And I'm like, look, whatever. Dan, he deserves a place to play and hang out and do whatever the F he wants to do. 
and serve the beers he wants served. And I don't know. He, he deserves that trail house. He, yeah. that needs to be what he wants it to be. And then let, I don't know, let the, let the community figure out what the hell we want to do with the brand from there. Yeah. Um, Chris, what are you drinking? Cause me and Casey have the same oh. thing over here. Oh. I'm decided to go light today. I'm drinking urban artifact astronaut food. Blackberry and raspberry freeze-dried fruit tart ale, fifteen percent alcohol in an eight-fluid ounce can. Uh, yeah. So I love like, the the description. It was, eight, it was an eight-ounce can. That's that was what was light. Mm. The fruit tart ale. I've had the, when they originally did this. It came when it was the what <coughs> was it? Secret weapon or something? But it was sixteen ounces, and it was sixteen <laughs> percent. So it would lay out. So, so uh, fruit, that's, fruit a, that's a murder-suicide can. Yeah. <laughs> it's you an eight ounce. pack when you crack that open. <laughs> it's a glass of wine, essentially. Yeah. This fruit tartale is brewed with freeze-dried fruit. The 1,000 pounds of freeze-dried fruit, or freeze-dried blackberries and raspberries used in each 1,000-gallon batch uh, start off as 11,000 pounds of fresh fruit. The fruit is flash frozen. Then the pressure is lowered and the ice is removed. Like, oh, well, uh, with the bram, with the bramble ripened flavor preserved, this astronaut food is ready to be brewed without water. The freeze dried fruit <coughs> allows the brewers to achieve traditionally impossible flavor intensely in a natural way. <coughs> Sorry, my throat is not liking this. It's getting him. I was going to say I liked uh, it. You're you're just coming out of uh kind of coming out of a cold. Now you're deciding like, you know, I need some Dimatap. <laughs> now I'm deciding I need to talk for 3 hours straight. Yeah. When in reality you're in your inner and her thoughts are uh, what Emma said before bed. He's like, he looks at us and goes, "I want a nap." <laughs> We're like, oh, too true. <laughs> he, he's like, lays down on the couch and goes, "I want a nap." <laughs> yes, we all we do. all do. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I like it. Go, that never goes away. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it reminds me a lot of pretty much everything Urban does, only very concentrated. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Casey, what are we drinking? You, uh, you, I, I, you walked into this hotel room and handed me a glass, and I went, okay. Uh, we are having Old Fashions from the Omni Hotel. Uh, they are made with Jefferson's. I think it's just their standard run-of-the-mill bourbon. Uh, very small batch. Very small. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, they have substituted the cherry out and have replaced it with a lemon peel as well. Hmm. So orange peel, Jefferson's bourbon, lemon peel, and bitters. a dash of something, some bitter they had there on like not in a, it was a bitter shaker. So it wasn't, it was some sort of specialty bitter. And then uh brown sugar syrup, Moen brown sugar syrup. Ooh. Okay. Is I mean, there... you didn't coach them through how you wanted it made like completely from Smack beginning to it. end. Spank that mint? No. Just slap the mint. 
No, he's uh, probably, I mean, like one of the few cocktails they're making this weekend with all the beer people in town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, thank God. <laughs> I'm so tired of pouring beer. Uh, yeah, this has been real nice. Uh, uh, that that last little bit, though, you said brown sugar, and I found all of it in the bottom of the glass. Yeah. And I went, oh, <laughs> brown sugar. Why do you taste so good? Um I need that in a clip. <laughs> we can make these things happen. Yeah. Yes, we can. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, this has been a real nice, uh, real nice drink for the for the night. Um, I haven't actually had any Jefferson before, so there there is a Jefferson, a bottle of Jefferson, in our room. But it's behind a locked cabinet. It's like a in case of emergency break glass. <laughs> in case of emergency bourbon. <laughs> Requires two keys. Then you uh for the you need specific launch codes before you can start initiating it. Is that is that almost like the uh liquor cabinet when me and Matt went to Mexico in our resort yeah. and then within five minutes we discovered the lock was for show only. <laughs> and you could just open it. Pretty uh, much. Well, we haven't... Uh, we didn't really try, picks. but we were afraid that even if it, that the, the door even moved, they went, no, we're charging you. Yeah. We can't afford that. It was like a pint for uh, $40 of their, their Jeffersons. It was like a bare wood experiment or something. <laughs> something yeah. we didn't even have in the dock. Uh, but yeah, so it's been a, been a nice, nice change for, from a lot of beer today. Heck yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by one Brittany Walker. Mm. (laughs) Written and produced by. Mm -hmm. Written is a strong word. With with sources from somewhere that hopefully someone who's not on a phone can read. Uh, Jefferson's Bourbon website, the Whiskey Wash, Whiskey Review, Jefferson's Ocean, uh, Agency Bourbon, and... Uh, the wiki, of course. Wiki. More, more Whiskey Wash. Although there as wasn't usually. as much on the wiki, like, as you would, Yeah. Like, Maybe that's what we should make an effort to do, is edit Wikipedia for every episode we do. Do we you need gotta... to do that? What? Do we need to become editors and start getting in on some of this? Why not? <laughs> it's sourced here on Wikipedia where <laughs> I wrote it five minutes ago. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got all of our sources saved for everything, so I mean, we can we can now. put the references in and everything. There are a lot of pages out there that are niche that nobody's edited, which is kind of fun. Which is yeah. kind of like this one. Mm. Yep. Not a lot of people digging into it, so I guess uh hey, you got some some good knowledge now. And the quickest way to find correct information on Wikipedia is to put the wrong information on Wikipedia. <laughs> so you'll be corrected quickly. Well, where can you uh get some some resources that uh that are correct, Casey? I'm glad you asked. You can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com if you haven't been there. You can follow us at Have a Drink Show on social media and twitch.tv also. 
Yeah, and you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com, or you can use the feedback page on the website. Or, uh, you know, we're I'm in a different city now, so if you're shouting loudly, maybe I'll hear you this time. Different direction. All joking fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. All right, and I have to remember this again. So another couple of weeks for the next live episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, But remember to check out not only patreon.com slash have a drink show if you would like to support us by becoming a patron, but we also have a store. If you want to go to haveadrinkstore.com, we have phone cases, pillows, shirts, hats, etc. I'm still tons of things. Riding like I'm I'm throwing the flag out there that we need to make a Bob shitty pillow. Oh yeah. <laughs> for for just purchase. So everyone That's, can have one. Yeah. Make an inside like, joke uh, a, a full thing that anyone can own. <laughs> <laughs> just literally get a picture of the pillow that we have. Um, stains and all. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so from from sweat, not from. Mm. I've never sure. spilled anything on that pillow. I mean, you've been pretty sick with that pillow. <laughs> True. Mm. It was on pillow sh- pillowcases, though, not a. True. <laughs> Either way, uh, pillows happen to exist in stores as well. So, <laughs> uh, pillows. Pillows. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, another couple of weeks for the next live Hangover episode. pillows. Oh, that's what we need to label them oh as. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. They're oh. not throw there's... pillows, they're hangover pillows. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more I want to look at while I'm hungover <laughs> than, than <laughs> glasses of alcohol. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Alright, uh, well, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs) I think it's funny that I keep...